Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the USA Today Network, welcome to The Chop, a Rutgers football podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Ross, Chris Eisman, and Steve Edelson. That's right. Welcome back to The Chop, a Rutgers football podcast. Ryan Ross here with Chris Eisman and Steve Edelson. Uh, Rutgers getting ready to take on Michigan State after, well, last week's not-so-great outing against Ohio State. 52 to 13, the final score there. Rutgers now three and two on the season. No rest for the weary because the five and zero number eleven ranked Michigan State Spartans team is coming into Piscataway this week. Uh, guys, uh, an ugly game for Rutgers uh, after kind of some of the positivity of Michigan the previous week, seeing Rutgers hang around against a, a highly ranked Big Ten opponent. Uh, that's all kind of gone after. What was an ugly showing in Piscataway this past Saturday, Chris? Yeah, so since Saturday, I haven't slept. I've spent countless hours breaking down film to try and figure out what wrong, <laughs> what went wrong. I've broken down all the stats, looked at all the analytics, the numbers, and I think the conclusion that I came out with was that Ohio State is really good and that that's the reason why they won 52-13. to 13. It seems like when you have a consistent top 10 recruiting class, you just keep adding more and more talent, and they have a lot of it on both sides of the ball all over the field, and that was the difference in the game. I mean, that's pretty much it. Rutgers isn't there yet. Ohio State's on another level for from a lot of teams in the Big Ten, and they showed that the other day. So that's pretty much that game, and uh, we'll move on. Yeah, it, it you know, that was one of those things where it got out of hand quickly and it just spiraled from there. So I think in a lot of ways you have to throw out what happened last weekend because I think Rutgers has shown – it can hang with most everyone else in the Big Ten, including Michigan State. So I, th- I think as bad as it was last week, you got to just flush that away and move on. Yeah, I mean, and, listen, it was a little surprising. I, I, I was one of the ones, too, who said that maybe they could ha- keep it close. I think I said 31-21. I got to own that. That was a prediction that went haywire. So, um, you know, it was a bit surprising. But again, like I said, Ohio State's just on another level. Yeah, I think this was the first time that I think all of our predictions were were pretty off uh, for this last week. I mean, that. after after the Michigan game, you know, you expected, especially at home at three thirty game, to to have all the fans out there to to have a big opponent coming into Piscataway. You kind of expected Rutgers to hang a little bit more. Um, it's interesting. Steve mentions just kind of flushing this game and getting past it because Greg Schiano was actually asked about that. Uh, all the audio today coming to us from Rutgers Athletics. Let's hear what the Rutgers coach had to say about putting or not putting last week's result behind them. I hope not. I hope we can't put it behind us that quickly. That was that wasn't a great great outing. So um, we have to get to work, and that's what we did, right? You get to work, and hopefully those kind of things fuel your fuel you a little bit and get you get you cranking here early in the week. So that's interesting because. You know, generally speaking, there's two schools of thought when you get blown out like that. There's what Steve said, where you kind of just burn the game film and move on. 
And then kind of the lesser talked about reaction is what you heard from Greg Schiano there, that he hopes it sits with them for a little bit. And he hopes it serves as a, a motivational factor that you got blown out. You got embarrassed at home. Uh, you know, everyone's talking about Rutgers kind of finally breaking into the Big Ten and, and making their presence known. And then that happens at home. So he hopes that sits with them a little bit and, and helps motivate them for the upcoming games. So just curious to get uh, your guys' reaction to that, Chris, to, to hear that from Shiano. That's surprising. You don't hear that a lot from coaches. No, absolutely not, Ryan. And and I agree with everything that you're saying, especially, you know, Rutgers sort of has this um, 24-hour rule where you have 24 hours to kind of focus on the previous game and then move on to the next opponent. And it's to the point where, you know, even if, like, I'm talking to a player after practice and I mentioned something that happened the previous game, they will, they'll just move on. Like, they won't even – they'll say we're not focused on that anymore. We're just focused on, you know, in this case, Michigan State or whatever. So – it was surprising to hear him say that, you know, they don't want to flush it completely because as you said, a lot of coaches have a game like that. You burn the tape and then you move on. And, and I think that he does want them to use this kind of as motivation. You know, you got, you got blown out at home. Um, you know, don't, don't move on too quickly because they got to figure out what went wrong. Ohio state, as I said earlier, is really good, but there was still plenty of areas that Rutgers has to clean up. And they got to figure out what went wrong and trying to fix that going forward into really the thick of this Big Ten schedule if you're going to you know, end this two-game losing streak. Well, and I think this is why this game is so interesting this week because we're going to see how Rutgers bounces back from the worst defeat since Greg Schiano has come back. And I think it's going to tell a lot about this coaching staff and about this, this team, you know, how they respond. Uh, you know, are they able to just simply say, hey, we're going to fix the mistakes and we're going to move on? Or does it linger? Uh, so, you know, we're going to find out because that really was a gut punch in, in front of your home fans. And, uh, you know, bouncing back is going to be a, a big thing here. Definitely takes the the wind out of the sails a little bit for for the fan base to think that this team is starting to turn a corner. They show up uh, Saturday and they see that. But uh, part of the approach to to not just burning the game film is that you can learn some things and you can start to improve on areas. Whereas if you just say forget it, that game never happened. We're moving on. You maybe ignore some of the the weaknesses you have. And one of those weaknesses for Rutgers is taking the ball away. And Greg Schiano was asked about that. Let's hear what he had to say. Yeah, it's going to be very critical. Uh, Michigan State's excellent with the football. Um, we need to we need to continue to work at it. We you know we have not changed how we work at it. And um, you know I hate when when coaches say it's kind of like a you get into a batting. I don't believe that. I believe you do certain things, and that ups the chances of creating takeaways. And when you don't do them, don't expect them to come you know pennies from heaven. That's not the way it works. So we need to do a better job coaching and then a better job executing the techniques that create takeaways. And that's going to be crucial. You have the 11th ranked team coming to your stadium on Saturday. And and, and he's right. Sure. Sometimes turnovers are lucky. Sometimes the running back just drops the ball on your right place, right time. Uh, but there are things that Rutgers can do to help force some of those turnovers. So Chris, I'll start with you. Uh, in addition to turnovers, what are some things that you think Rutgers needs to clean up? If they want to take down an undefeated team this week. Yeah, well, sticking with that turnover point, it, it is really important because remember the first two games of the season, they forced eight turnovers against Temple and Syracuse, and that was a huge part of their early success. And remember even going back further to a year ago when Rutgers beat Michigan State last year to open up the 2020 pandemic-shortened season, they forced seven turnovers against the Spartans, and that was a huge part of that 38-27 victory. So 
that's absolutely they, they haven't had a turnover they haven't forced a turnover or i should say in three consecutive games they need to get back to doing that and and as greg Schiano said it really just and and you talk to players about this too and it's really just if each player on the defense does their individual job as he said that increases the chances of you forcing a turnover and so far that hasn't been happening these last few games they got to get back to that and obviously and and we'll talk more about this later too but they have to shut down Michigan State's running game. Kenneth Walker III is leading the conference with 680 uh, rushing yards. He's got 136 per game. Um, he's a Wake Forest transfer. He's part of their kind of roster overhaul. Again, we'll get more into that later. Um, but they have to shut him down. They have to find a way to do that. They Their rushing defense has struggled at times this year, uh, but we saw what they did to Michigan, right? I mean, Michigan came into that game averaging about 350 yards on the ground per game, and Rutgers held them to 112. So – they have the ability to shut down a really good rushing attack. They have to do that again on Saturday, really give themselves a chance. I think big plays are going to be the key for Rutgers in this game, and turnovers have to be a part of that. You know, I mean, you look at Peyton Thorne, he's thrown 11 touchdown passes, been picked just once this season. You know, getting one of those would be huge in this game. You know, forcing Kenneth Walker to fumble would be huge and falling on it. You know, uh, so I think Rutgers really does have to get some turnovers in this game and get back to that opportunistic defense that they showed early in the season. You know, I think beyond that, I, I think the real problem for Rutgers in this game is Michigan State's physicality on both sides of the line of scrimmage. It is going to be very tough in the trenches for Rutgers. And, you know, it's going to make things very difficult for the, for their offense in terms of running the ball. You know, Michigan State has shown their front seven is very stout. Uh, you know, in getting Isaiah Pacheco going, protecting Noah Vedral is not going to be easy. Uh, you know, and, and again, for the Rutgers defense, which has shown that, that they can keep Rutgers in most games, you know, it's going to be very tough to stop the running game. And, you know, I think that is where the, this game is going to be won, and Rutgers is going to have to really match that physicality in the trenches with, with Michigan State. Yeah, and those turnovers are key too, right? Because we've talked about it. I mean, Rutgers just doesn't have a lot of uh, as much talent as some of these teams that it's going up against. So forcing teams into making mistakes while limiting their own is huge. So they got to continue to do that against Michigan State. They got to get back to you know to really um, capitalizing on those opportunities, as you said, Steve. And speaking of the Russian attack, too, one more clip we'll play from Greg Shiano before we get to our interview. Uh, he was asked to kind of compare and contrast Michigan versus Michigan State for their rushing attack. Let's hear what he had to say. Most people in college football are kind of doing similar things. Everybody has their own twist on it schematically, uh, but they're very productive just as Michigan is. So uh, must be something in the water in that state. They're all running the ball very well. And for more <laughs> on what's in the water in Michigan, we caught up with our friend from the USA Today Network, Reiner Sabin from the Detroit Free Press. He gave us a nice look at the Michigan State Spartans. Let's hear what Reiner had to say. And for a closer look at the Michigan State Spartans, it's time to welcome in our colleague from the USA Today Network. Joining us from the Detroit Free Press, we have Reiner Sabin. He covers Michigan State out there. Uh, Reiner, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Michigan State, they're 5-0, and ranked 11. Um, they've only been ranked for a few weeks now, uh, so they're off to a hot start in the season all the way up to 11. Uh, my first question to you is, is, what do we need to know about this team? Is this, is this a 5-0 and start that's, that's true to their form, or are they a bit of a, a hot streak? Is this team legit as they get ready to take on Rutgers? 
Well, it's hard to say. I mean, I think, you know, so far they've beaten the opponents that they have on their schedule. And, you know, Miami has been a little bit down uh, this year. I think that's pretty evident. Uh, however, I mean, you know, again, you've got you've to beat the teams in front of you. And that's what they've done. And they've kind of played the style that Mel Tucker wants. So uh, in some ways, there are signs that this team might actually be legit. Ryan, what, um, what's been the biggest impact, the impact that uh, Kenneth Walker has made on this team? Obviously, he comes over from Wake Forest and is leading the uh, Big Ten Conference in, in rushing yards uh, rushing yards per game. I mean, what, what kind of impact does he have for this offense? Yeah, I mean, I think he's just uh, the perfect kind of back. I mean, he um, they run kind of a mix of gap and zone uh, blocking schemes, and especially with the zone running, I mean, that's, that's uh, something that requires a patient runner and he's able to kind of pick out the holes and then hit them hard. And uh, he also has uh, got an incredibly uh, good ability to stay on his feet. Um, he's picked up, I think, the third highest yards after contact, uh, according to Pro Football Focus. So um, he's been able to kind of find even hidden yards uh, that are not readily available to a lot of backs. And so I think he's just been a huge addition to them. Uh, you know, he scored eight rushing touchdowns uh no michigan state running back scored a rushing touchdown last year so i mean it's pretty obvious that just he's he's had a huge impact on this team hey reiner do you think that that michigan state fans know what to make of rutgers at this point i mean they they had a good game against michigan but then what happened you know against ohio state last week getting blown out um i don't know what what do you think they make of of rutgers in general yeah, I think, I mean, I, I, given the result of last year, they know that uh, this is a team that's capable of beating Michigan State. Um, I mean, they, they obviously did so head-to-head last year. And, I mean, you know, there are times when, you know, Shiana's team has just played a lot of teams very, you know, tough. I mean, excluding the result from Ohio State last week, I mean, uh, you know, Rutgers is not the same Rutgers under Chris Ash. And uh, it's, it's pretty obvious that I think every team in the – Big Ten East is taking them very seriously. Um, you know, Shiano's just got a great reputation and he's, you know, figures out ways to um, stop, you know, other teams' biggest strengths, but his defensive uh, coaching ability is pretty um, strong. So I think, you know, uh, I think Michigan State fans in general respect Rutgers and what Shiano has been able to do there. And Greg Schiano was actually asked about that game last year at his press conference. And he acknowledges, obviously, last year uh, you can kind of throw out based on all the craziness happening. Uh, let's hear what the Rutgers head coach had to say. They had they had uh, some portal guys. They also, you know, you got to remember now that game, you know, we, we all practiced during school. Like, that's a whole different look, as I've said before. I think different programs were affected differently uh, now you know, this is this is real. That's kind of a theme we keep hearing from Greg Schiano throughout the season. It's real now because, like I said, all the craziness last year. So, Reiner, for this Michigan State team, uh, you heard Greg Schiano kind of mention the turnover with, with transfers and such. Uh, who are some of the newcomers to watch on this team? And, and when you bring new guys in, they have to establish, you know, an identity with this team. And, and what's been the identity so far for Michigan State? Uh, well, I mean, I think the identity is uh, playing physical at the line of scrimmage uh, and also, uh, I mean, winning the battle, especially at the line on both sides of the ball. I mean, they're, they've they really made an emphasis in beefing up the offensive line and the rushing attack, which um, 
you know, produced at a historically low level last year. And then on the flip side, the defensive line and basically the front six, because they run a four, two, five, um, you know, they, they've improved dramatically. The sack rate has gone up substantially. Um, you know, they were after Adrian Martinez all game and the, in the Nebraska victory, uh, then, I mean, and so that's just been a huge boost for this team. And, you know, they've gotten contributions from, uh, Ronald Williams who's a cornerback at Alabama and, Chester Kimbrough, a uh, cornerback who played at Florida, and, you know, Kenneth Walker, uh, obviously, the, the running back uh, we previously mentioned, and then also uh, Jared Horst, the left tackle from Arkansas State, who's come in and uh, made a huge contribution. So, um, you know, they, they've really uh, made the most of some of these transfer guys, and, um, and they're playing the kind of style, again, that Tucker has wanted, which is, again, meat and potatoes. We talked about that at Big Ten Media Days, and uh, it's uh, kind of worked exactly as they've uh, as they planned. Reiner, there's been a lot of controversy here in New Jersey, a lot of talk <laughs> that Mel Tucker has stolen to keep chopping mantra that Rutgers has had here. What is the deal with that, and, and what are people around Michigan State and fans saying? I don't know if anybody's really made a big deal of it here. Maybe it's more because – they feel like they've got it taken from them at, at Rutgers. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, here it's uh, the big thing that everybody seems to be interested in is, as far as the slogan is tuck coming. Uh, so that that's the kind of the big thing that people are talking about here. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of the Mich uh, Michigan State fans, because the in-state rivalry between Michigan and Michigan State is it's pretty uh, intense. And so uh, Michigan State fans like to go to that tuck coming thing. Uh, when they're needling Michigan fans. So that's probably more of a thing that here than uh, the keep chopping thing. And, of course, Greg Schiano, of course he was, was asked about this in his press conference. Let's listen in. You know, we've been doing keep chopping since 2005. And uh, Dr. Kevin Elko is is um, the person who gave it to me. He actually gave it to me in, in 1999 when I was at the University of Miami. Didn't just give it to me, gave it to our whole staff. And... Uh, it's funny how things get tucked away and then come out. And, um, but that's become much more than a word in this program. So we, we, we really, you know, live by that. That's kind of our big part of our culture. So uh, diplomatic there. He didn't point any fingers, say anyone stole anything from him. So let's put chop gate aside and talk about things that are actually going to happen on the field on Saturday, Reiner. Well, How do you I see this game? A point on that because you mentioned Kevin Elko. Mm -hmm. Kevin Elko worked with Saban. Saban worked with Tucker. So maybe there is some kind of reason why Tucker took that because, again, it's this whole play, every play, don't, you know, focus on only the play itself and don't focus on the scoreboard and just kind of, you know, keep packing away at it. And so I think maybe there is something to that uh, based on the fact that he mentioned uh, Kevin Elko and, uh, you know, Saban's taken, a, I mean, Tucker's taken a lot of things from the Saban uh, program, uh, including just the, even the psychology that they brought in, which is again, what Elko generally works with. So. And there's only so many sports uh, mantras out there, I guess, for a team. If they take believe, they'll be accused of stealing it from Ted Lasso. So I guess yeah. you're doomed either way. Yeah. As for things actually happening on the field, let's get your thoughts for, for how you see this game playing out on Saturday. Michigan State, 5-0, and number 11, uh, taking on Rutgers. What are some, some keys to the game, and, and how do you see things playing out? 
I think it's, you know, again, it's going to come down to, you know, turnovers and what, what team makes the U.S. turnovers. Uh, I think, that, you know, like, again, Rutgers plays well when, um, you know, they're able to kind of uh, establish, again, the line of scrimmage and, uh, you know, win, win up front. And I think that, um, you know, they have a good linebacker core, which is probably key in this game, especially with uh, Kenneth Walker. So I, I think it's going to be a pretty close game. And, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, it, you know, a touchdown difference uh, either way uh, in this game. And uh, um, just by looking at the way that Rutgers played against Michigan, I can see them, you know, putting forth a similar effort against Michigan State. Well, it should be interesting. It should be a fun game Saturday. Reiner Sabin from the Detroit Free Press. Thank you so much for stopping by. And most importantly, thank you for shedding some light on this chop controversy. I really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you for having me. And again, thanks to our colleague Reiner Sabin from the Detroit Free Press. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at Reiner Sabin. Our thanks to him for stopping by the show. All right, guys, let's get to our predictions, our bold predictions, our score predictions for this game. Before we get into that, uh, our friends at Tipico Sportsbook right now, they have Rutgers as five-point underdogs at home. The over-under set at 51 and a half. That's from Tipico Sportsbook. Uh Let's get into our predictions. What do we think, Chris? We'll start with you. Michigan State, they are 5-0. and They are ranked 11th, but if you ask me, they haven't really played anyone. No, they have not, Ryan. No question. And, and look, I mean, they beat Miami. That was a huge win earlier this season. Miami has not played well, so some of that luster on that win has gotten taken away. Um, they barely beat Nebraska. They needed overtime to do it. Nebraska, as we know, is not a great team. So they haven't really been tested too much either. Um or not even, they just haven't been tested. Rutgers has been tested, obviously. I think that Rutgers will win this weekend. I, I think that it'll be a, a close game. I'm going to go 27-24. I think Rutgers does enough to get the win. And I'm going to make a bold prediction. I will say that they get a turnover. I will say that it's going to be Christian Izian coming up with an interception. Um, and I think that, like I said, I think Rutgers will do just enough to get this win. Michigan State's beatable, and, and in a lot of ways, you don't want to go zero and three. You don't in, in Big Ten play to start off this, you know, Big Ten schedule. You you don't want to continue this losing streak. Get this win at home. Put yourself in good position going against another beatable team uh, next week in Northwestern. So I think Rutgers will do it. I don't think it'll be easy. I think it'll be close. But like I said, I think about a you know a twenty seven twenty four Rutgers win. That's what that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game too. You know, I had been doing very well against the spread until last week and and that got blown out of the water. But, uh, you know, I think one of the interesting things about this game is that Rutgers did win at Michigan State to open last season. Now, I know there was a lot of circumstances around that. It was Greg Schiano's first game. It was a COVID season. So it's hard to take that much from that. But I think in some respects, that allows Mel Tucker to really get his players' attention this week and say, look, this is what happened last week. You know, I, I don't think this is in any way a trap game for Michigan State coming in here. I think they they understand this is going to be a tough game. With that said, I do think Rutgers is going to bounce back very nicely from last week. I, and I think that will be, uh, you know, really a, a testament to the fact that they've got this thing going in the, in the right direction. And uh, I am going to go with Rutgers winning as well. I, I, th I think uh, probably a field goal game and maybe a late field goal. Um, I'm going to go 24-21 uh, Rutgers. 
I think when you look at Michigan State's schedule, so they've beaten Youngstown State. We mentioned that win at Miami, which in the preseason would have been a big deal. They just lost at home to Virginia. So Miami isn't what a lot of people thought they were going to be. They went at home against Nebraska. They beat Western Kentucky last week. Uh, so they haven't really played anyone, as we said. And and they're coming into Rutgers, uh, a team that just got embarrassed. And you heard what Greg Schiano had to say about that embarrassment, how he hopes that eats at his players and, and that they're motivated by that. So I do like Rutgers to win this game at home. You can take those five points and, you know, get rid of them. They're going to win outright at home. I do think it will be low scoring. Uh, I want to say maybe 21-17, maybe 20-17 Rutgers wins. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be... Uh, uh, nail-biting time in the fourth quarter there at the end of the game, I think. And my one bold prediction, they will have a long touchdown. I think over a 40-yard touchdown, they'll break a big one, and that will be kind of uh, what seals the deal for them in this game. So I do like Rutgers to win. We have all picked the underdog this week, so we'll see if we're uh, we're eating our hats again next week. Uh, yeah, hopefully hope not for Rutgers fans. Hopefully we do better this week. Uh, we do worse. We can't do worse. No, we can't do worse. Uh, I don't think Rutgers can do worse than last week either. So we'll, we'll find out Saturday. But I'd like to thank you guys for listening once again to The Chop. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Read Chris and Steve's reporting at app.com, northjersey.com. Our thanks again to Reiner Saban from the Detroit Free Press for stopping by. And thank you for stopping by and listening to The Chop. For Chris, for Steve, I'm Ryan, and we'll talk to you next time.